0: Good morning. Welcome to Confidently She. My name is Rebecca Biggie and we are in the second episode of the fifth season of the show. Episode one went really well. If you haven't heard that one already, I encourage you to check it out when you're done listening to this one. But by no means do you have to listen to them in order. This episode, as the title would indicate, is about correction and specifically God's correction when we aren't living in accordance with his plan and when you are a child of god when you are you know walking with the lord this happens this happens he he will sometimes take you out of situations that he knows you are not supposed to be in it's not always us who decide to come back to the path, to come back to the plan, sometimes he really saves us. He really gets us out of these situations because think about it from a real life like father-child perspective. If you if you take away the fairy tale feeling, especially if you grew up going to church, sometimes the Bible can read like a fairy tale, like a storybook that you heard as a kid. But think of a father who loves their child so much and they see their child getting into situations getting into re- relationships being in places that are going to hurt them whether it's physically emotionally damage their heart damage their spirit that father would intervene to save you right that that parent would do something about it. They're not just gonna sit back and be like, well, if they if they want to come back, they will. Not if the situation is bad enough. So there have been a few times in my life where this has happened, where I have I knew that I was on the wrong path. You know, I'm not delusional enough to to be like, no, I yeah, no, I knew I knew that what I was doing was not great. And when when god steps in to make these corrections sometimes it can hurt because we're holding on to this thing pretty tightly usually and so when it gets ripped away it there were roots in there there were attachments in there and as much as he doesn't want to hurt us what he wants more is to save us what he wants more is our safety our protection, and what is good for us. He doesn't want for for us to continue living a life of sin or shame or struggle. He wants to set us free from that. So there are times in our walk where God painfully removes these situations, these people, these places, or these idols, or just simply these opportunities for sin in our lives. And it's painful. It's not fun. I remember going through these seasons and being like, this is really unfair. This feels cruel. This feels hurtful. And so it reminds me of Hebrews 12, where it says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. And then later on it says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And so I don't want you to think of punishment as like this sadistic, like, oh, I I, I need to punish you. Like, like God takes pleasure from that. I want you to think of it, and I have learned to think of it more as the result of removing this is going to feel like punishment. But that's, that's because there's correction happening. And there's a really great analogy that I thought of not too long ago to help explain this and to, to help talk about this a bit more. So he removes people, places, jobs, whatever, from our lives sometimes. And it can be extremely painful depending on how tightly we held on to those things. But it's similar to the type of pain that comes from exercising. You know, your muscles are sore and torn up. But that's the point. That's the process for strengthening and growing. You cannot grow to be physically strong without enduring some of that reminder of your own weakness. So the analogy actually isn't the exercise one. I feel like that's a little played out. People use that all the time. I had... Invisalign. You know what that is? Of course you do. Everyone knows what Invisalign is. Uh, It's like the upgraded version of braces where you don't have the metal, you know, things on your teeth, but you have these retainers or they call them aligners that you have all these different sets of them. I think I had like 12 sets of aligners before I would graduate to my retainer. And you'd put these in, you'd have them in all the time for like two weeks and when you've got your fresh first aligner it would hurt so bad it would be so painful and then as the days go on as the weeks go by eventually it doesn't hurt anymore it's just a little annoying to keep having to put this thing on your teeth all the time and take it out every time you eat and all that but then right when it would stop hurting you would have to get a new one and then that one would hurt And then you'd go through the whole process again of like, oh, this is painful. This is uncomfortable. And then once that one fit comfortably, guess what? You got a new aligner. And so eventually you go through this process. You go through this process until you hit a point where your teeth are now straight. They are aligned. You don't have to get a new aligner. But what do you have to do? What do you still have to do? (laughs) I'm learning this lesson right now. You still have to wear that retainer because for whatever reason, and I have thought about this, I'm like, what is it about our teeth that just do not want to cooperate with this thing? Like, it's like they do not want to be straight. Why do my teeth care if I have now told them to shift and move around? Like, shouldn't they just stay in place or do they have a mind of their own? Like, what's going on here? Why, why do my teeth continually shift even if I'm not telling them to go anywhere? I will never understand that. But you have to keep wearing your retainer. Otherwise, the retainer won't fit anymore. And then you'll have to get aligners again until you get back to the retainer phase. I think this is exactly how the refinement of our soul works as well. When we get comfortable with the last correction, God calls in a new circumstance for us to gradually correct into. This is the purpose of life on earth, to refine our souls and be students of God's way of life. We are his students in this life. And like any good teacher, his methods will make us uncomfortable. It's like the karate kid. When this guy was trying to learn karate and this old man was having him wash cars, he was like, what's going on? You're not teaching me anything. This is backbreaking work and I hate it and I quit but eventually he realized, oh, actually you are teaching me something. And just because those methods make us uncomfortable, it doesn't mean that our teacher is trying to torment us or punish us or be cruel towards us. But I think that's our natural inclination to to start thinking this. if, If God were real, if God were really doing this, that means He's a cruel God and I don't want anything to do with him. But I think that means we have the wrong perspective when we see it that way. Because it is true that there is cruelty in the world, but the cruelty is coming from the enemy, placing people, places, jobs, whatever in our path that aren't good for us. The enemy wants to torment us throw us off course and watch us writhe in pain any chance he gets he loves that so sometimes the things we feel as comfortable and pleasurable are actually destructive to our souls sometimes the things that feel good are the things we shouldn't have anything to do with the things we should stop doing i remember when i would take those aligners out to have a snack or something. And the mental fortitude that it would take, the the willpower that it would take for me to put those things back in my mouth, to clean them off, to put them back in and to sit there in pain once again and just being like, this sucks. I hate this. Every single time I had to make that choice of like, oh, do this again. But at the end of it i was so glad because i had perfectly straight teeth and i mean my teeth now they're not perfectly straight anymore i haven't been really wearing that retainer much but i'm i'm starting to see a little bit of like you know this is there's also a lesson in this because we go through the discomfort we go through the pain and if we don't keep up with the things that we know now we know them once you learn the lesson you know the takeaway you know what you should do and if you continue to not do it it's like well now now you only have yourself to blame for the pain that you endure next time when you say you know what i am going to put that retainer in you know what i am going to do that because i know that that's what's right i know that that's what's good for me long term so i'm gonna i'm gonna endure this pain and i'm gonna go do that again so you could think of it like the exercise analogy again it's pleasurable and comfortable to you know, sit around all day, sleep in, not go to the gym, not do the, the workouts, but that is destructive to our bodies in the long run. We are made to, to work, we are made to move, and the less we do that, the less healthy our bodies are. There's something about our souls that naturally gear towards just destruction. Even the best person you know struggles with selfishness, struggles with anger, struggles with, you know, I mean, really everything can boil back down to selfishness if you think about it. But we like to chase things that aren't good for us. And you know, in Christian culture, we call that idols. Um, Maybe in worldly culture, they just call that like desires but these desires don't satisfy us. They just become the thing that all of our energy is poured into and we don't get much back in return. That's exactly what I talk about in the book, Social Currency. But sometimes these idols are tricky to identify, especially in our modern world where we glorify things like rest and comfort and control and money. And you know these are all idols that are normalized and celebrated. And you wouldn't think you're sinning or destroying your soul by putting in long hours at work or creating a predictable schedule and life for yourself. But when you put those things above your relationship and focus on God, above your relationship and focus on other people, it can become your idol that you pour everything else into. And if it gets to a point where you are on a path to destruction – God will take you out of those situations. He'll shift you, even if you don't want to be shifted, for your own good. And I think that when we feel that pain of correction, we tend to think, again, like I say, God is being mean. He's tormenting me. This isn't fair. This is uncomfortable. I don't like this. God must not be good But that's like begging your parents to let you get Invisalign or braces or whatever. And then you get them on and you're crying and you're saying, why would you do this to me? Why would you do this to me? And they're like, because you said you wanted straight teeth. This is the process. There is always a process. God made this world to have process only god can speak something into existence and snap his fingers and say this is this is the way it is now this exists now but within the world within the way the world works there's a process to follow to get a result and there's always some discomfort that comes from correction so if you're in a season right now if you're in a in a place where you feel that correction and you don't know how to process it. You don't know how to think about it. I want you to think back to those verses that I read in Hebrews 12. And I want you to just remember that God doesn't correct people who are not his children. Like if someone isn't walking with God, he's not going to go out of his way to like correct what they're doing. He doesn't if I'm not the parent of a child, I am not going to go out and, and put in the effort of rearing that child. Child rearing is a big job. You can be a biological parent and not do any parenting, but that's not how our Heavenly Father works. He is an active parent in our lives. And whether we're like living under his roof, so to speak, like really walking with him, or whether we have run off and ran away from home he knows where we are and what we're doing and he will come in and and protect us get us out of those those destructive paths so i hope this brings you some some comfort i hope this brings you some assurance that when you have those painful seasons it's not because god is trying to destroy you or trying to be cruel it's it's actually because he's trying to correct and align your life so that so that you can Walk an easier life. It actually is easier. Like I talked about in the first episode, it's like when you're on God's plan, when you're following God's plan for your life, the reason He wants you to do that is because it's the easiest and best life available to humans. But we just think that we have the best ideas and we think that the way we want to live is the best way for us. And that's just a little bit of arrogance, I suppose. So that's what I have for you for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you're checking out Substack. So the first episode I released on Thursday, November 30th on Substack. And then it was released publicly on iTunes and Spotify on Friday, December 1st. And so that's how I'm gonna do things for a little while here, kind of getting you guys adjusted to switching over to the Substack platform. And then I'm gonna have a lot more content over there, maybe more short form audio, clips more writing over there it's also a way for you to comment and interact with the episodes so if there's something that i said at a certain timestamp and you're like oh this was really good you can put that in a comment right under the post it's great and you can ask questions you can do all of that so it's more interactive and that's one reason i wanted to switch over to substack because i really want to know what you think these episodes questions you have clarification that you want topics that you want me to to create episodes on and that's just a really easy way for you to put your thoughts in there and for you to also interact with each other there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast so if you want to kind of chat with other other listeners that's a, a really great platform and You can check that out. So all the links are going to be in the show notes of this episode. You can also head to my Instagram and everything is linked over there as well. And I will see you in episode three very shortly. Okay, bye for now.